Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 1923 Main Street. Home of the Disney Travel Podcast with the latest Disney travel news. We are your hosts. I am Mike Bellabratic. And I'm Amelia Bellabratic. And today, the Disney parks might be having some problems with Star Wars Hotel, the Garden Rocks concert lineup, and a Valentine's foodie guide coming to world and land. Yes, lots to discuss this week, so let's jump right in with a very interesting and, for me, probably not so surprising story. (laughs) Disney parks having a Star Wars problem a little bit. First of all, since Bob Iger came back, he lowered the prices that were raised under Bob Chapek for the lightsabers in Disneyland creation. So some of those things, prices were put back down. But there's a real problem with this Disney Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. It seems now that there was lots of rumors and speculation floating around about what's going on. And then Disney finally announced that they had canceled, I think, all the sailings through July, August, and September. Whoa. Yeah. They just cut it back because it just wasn't getting booked anymore, right? Like it was, and that's what we're going to discuss. Why is that? So what they did is if you were booked on one of those, they canceled your reservations and said, okay, maybe we'll get, or not maybe, but we'll give you 50% off if you want to book again. So that's a pretty good deal. Now, should 50% off be the price? You know, the speculation has been, what's the problem? Is it the cost? Is it, it's not repeatable? You can only do it once? Is it? yeah. Some people have complained that the characters are not the greatest in there. And it's not cheap. But for me, now let me start this by saying I used to run, well, I still talk about luxury Disney travel quite a lot on my blog, but that used to be my focus because we like upscale Disney travel. So I was the target market for this. Price was not an issue, really. I'll, you know, I'm willing to pay to play. And I really wanted to do it until I saw. The influencers. The influencers, the, you know, the first the obnoxious people in there. with can- And it really turned me off the whole thing. And they got it for free. Yeah. Right? And also, these people had a free promo. They got to do the whole experience for free. And then they went back. You so know, many of them so went back to do it again so they could get the real experience. I Here's the thing. If it's going to be an immersive experience, this appeals to me personally, right? You're part of the movie. You're part of the play. Then you have to act the part. So... To have a bunch of people constantly filming on their phones and with their obnoxious comments that I, I air them in stores and everywhere else, I'm not paying for that. Are you like this is not an immersive experience? It's become a little bit of a joke, and now they got a problem, and they're they've shut the whole thing down yeah. essentially, right? But even for me, I think part of the problem might be that the novelty is wearing off a little bit. But also, I see it even in Galaxy's Edge. All of the cast members are in costumes, and the stormtroopers walking around. But it really ruins the experience a little bit. And of course, I'm not wearing a full Star Wars costume in the hundred degree heat in the summer. But it does kind of ruin the effect when everyone's walking around in like shorts and t-shirts, and their Mickey ears and sweatshirts and lounge fly backpacks. But I think it would get annoying when you're paying for an immersive experience and you're still seeing yeah, I think a that's lot of the that problem. because it really takes you out of the experience, which is not the fault of the guests because they don't provide you with stuff to wear. It's just I think Disney maybe needed to work a little bit harder to get it as immersive as they want it or as they're marketing it. Yeah, I think that's you're hitting on the problem and all this stuff comes into it. I Cost, really? Sure, it's a little bit expensive and... And they lowered the price, actually, but $500 or something. I mean, whatever. That's not a huge... If you're paying $5,000, you are going to pay $4,500. What's the I difference? I think instead of lowering the cost, they should have just made it include more things. Like, maybe include a costume now to fit. Like, Yeah, just- there's more... It's not... 
you're right. And so first of all, let me get back to this behavior because this is an issue for me. It's And it's actually gotten worse with COVID, right? We notice it. There's more stories, fights, all this stuff in the news, attitudes. So bad to the point that Disney had to actually change their acceptable behavior policies so they're a bit clear so they can turf people out of the park. And if people like that were on a sailing I was on, I'd, I would want them jettisoned out of the airlock like you see in movies, space movies, right? Yeah. Someone's a problem, poof, you're gone out in space. So you're sort of getting at that. What's the reason? How do you fix it? And it's if it's immersive, it's got to be fully immersive. Every, forget it. No phones. I would say no phones allowed. Mm. except in your room, as that's you what, pointed out when we were discussing saying. this. I mean, that's you can't fair. be like, no phones, especially because Disney is now making everything need to be on the phone. I just think it's a little bit like when you're in the story, when you're during the day and the story time, I just think you shouldn't be able to like film everything because again, if it's truly immersive, if you watch the Star Wars movies, they don't have phones. They don't have people running around they going, oh, can I get a picture with you? And if you need devices, Disney should provide you with devices. Not give them to you okay. but as part of the experience you know it's funny we were watching wakanda forever and they make a comment when they go back to get the scientist girl at mit which they call their like a village school yeah. and they go oh look she has an iphone how ancient or something to that effect yeah which is what it would be like if you're really in star wars you're not running around with an iphone so if you need a device why don't they give us a cool device for the stay or just like have a videographer for kind of like PhotoPass and just film everything. So you have it filmed. You want it kind of like your own personal movie because I do, I do, of course I understand you're paying this much money. You want memories, you want photos, you want videos. But again, just if you're kind of narrating the whole experience, it does take away from the immersiveness for yourself even because now you're making a video. You're not being immersed in the experience. So I think just maybe keep the phones in the rooms, have sort of a bag check because you have to do bag check to get into the Disney parks anyways. So just kind of do a bag check to yeah. get into at least certain areas should be phone free yeah. zones. When you're in your room, you can have your phone, but phones are not allowed in the rest of the ship. That's a fair compromise. So I think there's a few things. Price, sure, they can lower it a bit, but I also think they got to be a bit more hardline if you want it to be immersive, which is why it appealed to me until I saw... This isn't really immersive at all. It's a bunch of people filming it, documenting it for their YouTube channels. Well, I don't want to. I'm, I'm definitely not paying five or six grand for that. That's that's what I'm. That's saying. baloney. I think so for the price, you should you, ban that. And I understand the like the overs argument. Yeah, but I'm paying this much, so I should be allowed to have my phone. But kind of, what are you paying for them? Because if you're paying for the immersive experience. You're taking that away from yourself the second you pull out your phone to start recording a TikTok. Exactly. So it's a tough one because they came up with a great idea. I still love the idea, but the way it's been rolled out, again, for me, it's not money. For others, it may be. It's hard to listen because I do understand wanting memories and wanting videos because, of course, you're paying so much money. But I just you think said, yeah, they'll have, Disney needs they'll to have their own come up with a way. Photographers. Exactly. So you still have that without everyone making their own short film or video and then or maybe whatever. when you're departing the vessel with yeah. your phone you can get a few shots or something like yeah, that. yeah and i think they again that's something else that can be included in the price like without cutting the price it's just include more yeah i think the immersive issue is the problem for me but anyway there's a problem because they've basically are shutting it down through the summer and who knows if they're gonna try to figure out what to change things so if anyone from disney listens that's my two cents if you want to talk to me more about those issues that I see as a 
potential customer because instead I'll spend that five, six, seven grand on a VIP tour, which we do instead. In, in fact, that's exactly what we did. We had planned to go on it when it opened and they said, forget this after we saw what happened with the guest clientele in there. And so we went on a VIP tour instead. So that might, sure, they still got the money, but I'm not booking the Star Cruiser. And we also want to hear from you. If you've done the Star Wars Hotel, what was the problem for you? Are you not return booking because yeah. it's the what same story? what would you change? Do you want it more immersive? I want to know from someone who's done the Star Wars Hotel what the issue is. That is another point that it, there's no repeatability, right? If it's the same story all the time, it's not like Star Tours where they change it. So Although we still get the same story. Yeah, we, we have bad luck that way. Anyway, so Galactic Star Cruiser issue coming up so let's uh let's see if they can fix it and woo us in to be customers all right now let's move on to something more lively and upbeat garden rocks we said as soon as they announced the lineup we'd share it here and the 2023 lineup is now out check our show notes and blog posts for this episode where we have everybody listed there are only one or two spots maybe only one tbd right now that's pretty good Yes, and that is on April 3rd, so probably not too much of a prime area. All in all, I have to say, it's not a great lineup this year as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's always sort of 70s, 80s, 90s acts. In my opinion, the biggest star here who is still sort of current is Jody Messina, who is April 23rd and 24th. If you're a country fan, you will know who she is. Heads Carolina, Tales California. Big hit of hers was recently redone in an innovative way. And also my give a damn's busted big hit of her. So she's playing in April. That's heard... that's one of the ones I like. I also like Blue Oyster Cult. I was a huge fan of theirs in the 70s. They're on March 19th and 20th. We just missed them. They're new. Well, uh, I have heard of the Pointer Sisters. Don't actually know who they are, but I've heard of them yeah, in passing. they're not bad. That is event. March 26th to 27th. So just after March break. Uh, I know for us, March break is the 11th to the 19th. So some hits during that are... Yeah, Smash Mouth. Now, they did have a big hit. Yeah, I've, I've heard of them also. Yeah, Again, I don't hey know now, what they do. But... Star. Oh, you know, that's them. I know that, that was their sort of big hit. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah, and they have a little bit of uh, Latin in there. They got uh, Luis Figueroa and Piso 21 going March into April, both new. So if you like your Latin, Colombian sort of Latin music, they got that. So there's a good mix. Herman's Hermits, a lot of the usual standards. Rick Springfield, a lot of these people are there all the time. But hey, it's okay. It's free music if you can just yeah. hear it. But if you want to get a seat as of February 9th, you can do the old reserve a dining spot. Nope. <laughs> and then line up and get a seat. Go to freshapcot.com to do that if you want to. All right, jumping over to another pool closure. Yes. I see what they're doing here. They're giving DVC members the 11-month window. <laughs> This is very true because the Vero Beach Pool will be closed from January 8th, 2024 through late March of the same year. So not too bad and probably not during prime beach season. Yes, yeah, so, but, but that is a three-month closure. So bear it in mind. And it's also the pirate ship plunge pool, which you loved as a kid. So it, that's a pretty big deal when the pool and the plunge pool are both closed for three months. The splash pad? The, you know, the pirate ship with the water slides? Yeah, the splash yeah. pad. They call they have a separate splash pad beside it technically. So they call that the pirate plunge pool slide because oh. you go down the slide well. into like one foot of water. Oh yes. Sorry, my mistake. And also the golf miniature golf that surrounds it, the yeah, the little wet play area, the whirlpool spa, you know, that is sort of off on its own. Oh, all, all of, of it. that is closed. Yeah. And that's from I believe nine AM to six PM is when the work is actually being done. So a yeah. long window of noise if you are staying there so as well. So another tip, do not 
in fact, request not to be one of those rooms overlooking the pool. You might normally like those rooms or in the push main your building. Trip back. And then the, I guess the one saving grace, now this is winter, is there is a beach. It's True. not like other hotels. You can still have an ocean swimming beach depending on the weather at that time of year, yep. but at least there is something to do. And there are a variety of other activities with outside of that area that Vero Beach does offer as well. So that's January 8th through end of March 2024, which is roughly a year out now if you're booking, if you're uh, own there, you'd be booking. And then finally, Valentine's Day is upon us. Yes. And of course, Disney is celebrating with food and treats. Yes, they have some great stuff this year, especially some of their new items are very appealing to me. Well, let's first say this. As always now, we don't go through these gigantic every single item on the list. Those are in our show notes and blog posts if you want to see at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Everything they have and where, check that out. But what we're doing is giving you our top picks for what's new each yes. year. So kick us off. I think Disney's really raised their game this year. St- I think so. Starting at Beaches and Cream Soda Shop, available through February 28th, I have pegged the Strawberry Mini Milkshake, which is just a strawberry... Mini as in Minnie Mouse. Yes, which is just a strawberry milkshake with strawberry puree, red sprinkles, and a Minnie Mouse vanilla cupcake to top it all off. It's not too overwhelming, but it looks pretty good, so I'd be happy to try that. And then next at Disney's Boardwalk. So Di- you're the first one was at be- yeah, Beach Club Resort. Yeah. So now you're at the Boardwalk. So yeah. you're going to have fun in the... Exactly. I'm doing a Boardwalk stroll. <laughs> in, the, in the Boardwalk area. Also new at the Boardwalk Deli. This one is only available through February 14th, Valentine's Day itself. This is the Strawberry Cheesecake Brownie, which is strawberry cheesecake with chocolate cream and a pink crisp pearls on top of a fudge brownie this is also new it looks pretty good there are photos of both of these on the disney website and i'm looking forward to trying them for me the first top pick is in disney springs now you can really never go wrong at amaret's patisserie in disney springs and this year i'm recommending the beauty and the beast cake it's pretty cool looking it's an almond chiffon cherry jam cream cheese filling red wine dark chocolate mousse with a white chocolate pretzels and red wine simple syrup. And there's a little Beauty and the Beast chocolate image on it. So it looks pretty, it looks very Valentine y to me. Nice couple. Yes. So next up, also at Emirates Patisserie, I'm showing my true colors here because I have another strawberry dish. The strawberry cheesecake, which is New York cheesecake, strawberry crunch, fresh strawberries, and meringue kisses, is also new and it looks very good as well. Now, let's not forget about Disneyland. Yes. At California Adventure, the Sweetheart Sunday, which is chocolate. Oh, this is at Clarabelle's hand-scooped ice cream. Yes, I'm really liking the ice cream this year. This is chocolate and strawberry ice cream topped with strawberry sauce, whipped cream, a chocolate dipped strawberry, and Valentine's sprinkles served in a chocolate waffle cup. Ooh, that's sort of cool. Yum, yum, yum. And then in downtown Disney, I'm liking at the Ballast Point Brewing Company, the Tres Leches Rosewater Cake. So this is a rose milk soaked shortcake topped with candied rose petal. And it comes in sort of a cup type type of thing. So it, it almost thought it was a um, milkshake, but it sort of is. So lots and lots of great stuff at both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Be sure to check it out if you are so lucky to be there for the Valentine's period. That's the small window of opportunity. We will next be there for the Flower and Garden, so I'm sure we're going to have food for that. We now know who's playing the concerts and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so thank you as always for listening. Let us know what you think. If you've been on Galactic Star Cruiser, what would you change? Yeah, or did you enjoy it? Or did you enjoy it and you would change nothing? That would be interesting to hear as well. 
All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. At 1923 Main Street is where you'll find us everywhere on social media. Have a magical day, and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.